hours yarn that I'm out. I'd like to continue on with a bit more of uh, my book. Uh, this chapter is called Life Goes On. There was no tears left. By the time the Detective Arnold and his team had arrived an hour later, this time only Constable Baker was with him. He had the camera hanging around his neck and carrying a small case. Detective Jimmy got straight to the point asking us questions as the young constable started taking snapshots of all the rooms. We, we both explained how we planned to go to Billy's place, only to find his place had been ransacked. So we called you straight away. By now, the young constable had finished taking pictures and was opening up a small case. Within minutes, he was dusting for fingerprints in the hopes whoever did this weren't wearing gloves. I read once in a detective magazine that the easiest method in finding a person's fingerprint is called dusting, in which you use a very fine powder that stick to the oil in the fingerprint left behind. Once the fingerprint becomes visible, you can lift it from the surface with clear tape and transfer it to another surface to take it into the laboratory to analyse further. It was fascinating watching all the door frames, window ledges and drawers being dusted for fingerprints. Jimmy, as he looked, as he liked to be called instead of Detective Arnold, continued asking questions. Mrs and Mrs Pierce, or may I call you Alice and Nick? Yes, we both replied. We have been making a few inquiries to, to do with the tow rack racetrack that you mentioned earlier and came up with two names. Haven't either of you heard the names of two bookmakers called Tony and Ralph Jones? No, I replied. And Nick just shook his head. It was a good couple of hours before they left with the camera, dusted fingerprints all lack of in the small case and some bags of evidence for further analysts with the pathologist's office in Mount David. When Jimmy was leaving, he said, We'll keep you posted, Alice. I just nodded, still sitting on the step as I left, wondering how I was going to tell the kids how I was going to, to keep carrying on. How was I supposed to keep my life from falling apart? Like that broken mosaic piece I dropped on the floor the other day with the loss of my baby brother, Billy. We found Billy's spare keys, locked the front door and headed for home. That night, a takeaway pizza with red wine for the adults and juice for the kids in front of the fire. The nights were starting to get cold now as we headed into the middle of autumn. Mostly small talk amongst us after the kids went to bed that night. Later that night, lying awake in, the, in bed, the events were going around in my head like a whirlpool trying to figure out what happened to Billy. He would kill him over money. Or was there something else that Billy was too afraid to tell me yesterday at the cafe? What's with the shearing shed? Here of all places. I tried so, I was so, so tired but couldn't sleep. So I just got up and headed into the kitchen, switched on the kettle for a cuppa and picked up the book, Making Mosaic for Dummies, I brought yesterday from the last word bookshop before meeting Billy. Around six the next morning, Nick walked in to find me asleep at the table about four pages into my book, with half a cup of cold tea. He gently wakes me, Alice, have you been here all night? Time to rise and shine, my love. A small groan as I managed, as I managed a small stretch and opened my eyes to see my hubby standing there. Ugh, morning, dear. I couldn't sleep last night thinking about Billy. 
So I came into the kitchen for a cuppa and read to take my mind off things. Obviously it worked. Fallen asleep here, Nick replied with a smile and gave me a kiss on the forehead. Alice, I need to check on the sheep that are lambing. You know they're due any day now. Nick mentioned over a cup of tea and toast. All good, honey. The kids and my parents should be up soon. Go do what you need to do. I'll be fine. See you at lunch. As I squeezed his arm. Nick topped up, gave me a warm kiss and headed out the back door towards the machinery shed. Our station hands would be waiting and ready for the day. They have been working for us for a few years now. Oscar Randall, Lee Taylor and Alex Wilson were a great bunch of blokes. A very hard-working team. We used to get deadbeats and drifters come through the, through that, through that couldn't handle the work or the weather conditions. By nine o'clock, the kitchen was buzzing with tears and laughter. The smells of eggs, bacon, juice, coffee, along with pancakes and toast, filling our nostrils in the room. By mid-morning, Mum and I had the kitchen cleaned up and ready to start preparing lunch for Nick and the workers. But before that, I needed to ring Robert's school and Ava's preschool to tell them they'll be off for a few days and briefly about Billy. First, I phoned Perville Public School and asked Principal Robin Hill. Robin Hill was a caring person in the late 50s with shoulder-length brown hair, slightly attractive and plumpish in, stat- in stature, and insisted on being, just, being called just Robin. Within a few minutes of being transferred from the main office to the principal's office, their principal answered. Principal Robin Hill here. How can I help you? Robin, it's Alice, it's Alice Pierce here. My voice sounded squeaky. Alice, what do I owe you the pleasure of this phone call? Replied the principal. Uh, um, Robin, Robert will be away for a few days as there's been a death in the family, my brother. I held back my tears. The principal was silent, but... But, but I could hear her breathing. Alice, of course, so sorry for your loss, and take whatever time is needed. Robin finally said, Thanks, Robin, I'll be in touch. Whew, I'm glad that was over, but still had one more to go. Galloping Gumnuts Preschool. The head teacher, Michelle Brown, answered the phone. The head teacher of the preschool was in her early 30s, wearing her hair blonde in a bun. The kids loved her, which is the main thing. Always dressed in the galloping gum logo shirt, black slacks and a smile on her face most days. Hi, Mrs Brown. It's Alice Pierce here, Ava's mum. Oh, hello, Mrs Pierce. What can I do for you, she replied. So I told her, Mrs Brown, the same story I told the principal of Robert's school. Mrs Brown passed on her condolences, and that was that. I needed a strong coffee and walked back in the kitchen as mum flicked on the kettle. By one in the afternoon, there was just a few clouds in the sky as we sat around the outdoor table enjoying the warm autumn day. A mixed plate of sandwiches from the ham, from ham, ham, cheese and pickles to chicken and salad with choices of water or juice. The station hands, Oscar Lee and Alex, passed on their condolences, which I thanked them for. After some small talk, Nick got down to business. The sheep lambing are doing as well as we expected. The fence was mended last month and are still intact, which is great. After lunch, we'll clean waters and fix that door. I knew what Nick meant without him saying it. The shearing shed door from last night's events as I tried to block out Billy for now. Thanks, Nick, honey. And that's exciting about the sheep. I rang the schools and let them know that Robert and Ava were 
we'll be off for a few days. I replied, Nick squeezed my hand and nodded. An hour later, everyone was finished, and this time Dad and the kids cleaned up while Mum and I walked around there. Walked around and we were in the garden and chatting. Mum, I said, when do you think I should tell Robert and Ava about Billy? There's never a good moment, Alice, but, but they can sense something as there's been no sign of Billy these last few days and we always whisper when we mention his name, Mum said. True, I said, maybe tonight after dinner. I'll speak to Nick when he gets back. The rest of, of the walk was silent as we locked arms heading back to the house. Late in the afternoon, I met up with Nick in the shed to talk him, tell him about telling the kids. By the other station, hands were gone, so it was perfect alone time. Hey, Nick, how was the afternoon? Get all the jobs done, I said, as I approached the shed. Nick turned around and gave me a smile. Hey, love, yeah, all done. We need to check those expecting sheep again tomorrow, was Nick's reply. Um, Nick, this wasn't easy. I was talking to my mum after lunch about when's the best time to tell the kids about Billy. I was thinking maybe tonight after dinner. I could tell things were ticking over in his head. After a few minutes, Nick replied, Alice, I've been thinking about this that today as well. Sounds like a good idea. We could do it together. Nick walked over and gave me a big hug and a kiss. And that brings us to the end of another podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, be kind to yourself.